Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. One could choose to look at my life as a, a big problem, but frankly, I'm not facing federal prison time. So, you know, it would be rather rude of me to suggest that things are going badly for me. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I have been long an advocate on the air for ZAs and, and what is a ZA? like in Honduras. What, what is a ZA? A ZA is a, it's, it's Spanish and it means um, economic and educational development zone. And basically what they are is special autonomous zones. It's an upgrade from a special economic zone. It's like a special economic zone you can live in. Hmm. where They have their own civil law, their own cops, their own arbitration. And essentially it is a, call it a city state within a nation state. Like well, Disney and, World. Um, yeah. Oh, please don't compare it. Yeah. No, it is actually I pretty know. comparable. There's something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is not unfair. But I, I, I do I, appreciate I this the smaller localized government is that what you're talking about, right? Like an autonomous zone is uh, mostly controlled by its own people, not by like a convoluted well, nation state. It's going to be probably more accurately, it's more like a resort you live at. Sure. Um, so so that, you made an interesting distinction person. here, Mark, because I did not know there was a difference between a ZA and a special economic zone. So what you pointed out was that the special economic zone is just a place for business. Literally, I just saw something in Pro- in the news about Prospera today or yesterday. Something uh, about beer? Uh, no, they were taking over like an old brewery or something mm-hmm. and going to turn it into a Bitcoin outreach center wow. in uh, Prospera, which is one of these ZAs in the island of Roatan, which is part of Honduras. There's another one, I think, called Morazan City in the actual mainland of uh, of Honduras. You've been to the, both of these. You've You've met the creators of them. And uh, you've been very, uh, very interested. Are they screwed or are they going to, you know, get grandfathered in in some way? Do, I mean, it's pretty early on. Do you know anything about this? Have you have you talked to these guys? Um, let me give you the short answer. On it. Yes, I have talked to these guys. And uh, uh, Massimo, who runs Morazan, uh, you know, he's. He's a little bit of an Eeyore on the subject. Um, so, you know, to him, it's like, oh, this is terrible. He's got the uh, classic Mario Brothers mm. uh, uh, accent. Oh, this is terrible. They're going to roll in tanks and, uh, you know, it's going to be oh, awful. Oh, um, no. But, you know, obviously in that case, if you're looking for the worst, then only something better can happen. So okay. I understand his uh, philosophy. He's also put in all, I mean, all of it is his own mind. He doesn't have a single, uh, there's not a single investment dollar in there. You did say, Mark, you just visited Morazan City uh, within the last couple of weeks. They they have built some homes there. Um, You said they haven't yet opened it up to residents in any sort of meaningful sense. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, it's difficult to to know what to do right now. I mean, you know, they're in a... um, you know, a limbo. They, yeah. they, they're not sure what's going to happen. So they haven't opened up to the public. They don't want to get families in there and then uproot kids to eight months later or something like that. So they, yeah. they just want to get some kind of firmness on what's going on. Sure. And it's not, um, you know, it's not impossible to believe that a Central American dictatorship or whatever is going to come in and nationalize uh, a business, right? I mean, it certainly happened in Venezuela. I'm sure there's other countries uh, where that's obviously South America, but, you know, some, some power sick freak uh, could very well decide that 
oh, we're going to take this for the good of the workers. Hey, Mark, I have a question. Yeah. In Honduras, yeah. do they have like two different parties that are in the whatever the legislative offices that voted for this? Or is it is it different? Basically, yeah, basically there's two different parties. I mean, there's several different parties, but um, and there's there's smaller parties they're minor parties are much more robust than they are in the U.S. Hmm. But effectively, there's two parties. That's interesting. The red team and the blue team. Because I feel like I haven't heard of something in any country that was voted on in recent times that they unanimously on both sides of the aisle voted on. Let's say that we're in a community and uh, you're the lone holdout, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You're like, I don't want to be part of this. I love the Honduran government, (laughs) um, which doesn't sound like you at all. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. we're we're creating a a fictional situation here. Um, I mean, how are you going to get water services through the ZEDE? How are you going to get internet services? How are you going to get, um, you know, be, be able to, to drive where you want to go? Uh, it's all these questions basically end up to the point that you're pressured into it. Mm-hmm. And also um, what, what I thought was is basically the import-export duties uh, being waived completely for ZEDE. Um, is probably what the biggest single single biggest thing is. So let's say somebody in your community is managing to get a TV at half price and getting computers at half price and getting a whole bunch of things. It's pretty not going to be too far before people are like, hey, what do I got to do to that? Well, mm-hmm. I got to sign a piece of paper? Okay, well, give me that piece of paper. I'll sign it. Right. Give me the discount sheet. And then right. they're in the set. And that's kind of how it uh, you know, sort of looks. But, um, you know, that's, that was this was the mistake that was made was the including of expropriation of land. The okay. other but but hold on, but before you go on, that that's not. I mean, do you know if that's what was motivating these politicians, or we have no idea why they undid this? Well, the politicians are motivated because this issue doesn't actually affect them and their pocketbooks largely. The ZEDES are really great legislation from, from almost every angle. Almost everybody can agree that. Uh, well, at the very least, the people of Honduras largely can agree that the Honduran government is mostly corrupt and mostly inefficient. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you can get most Americans to agree with that, but I'm certainly in the category that I would call it inefficient and corrupt. Sure. I um, think, I mean, so, most libertarians understand all governments are corrupt. But yeah, I, think, I cringed when you said good legislation. But I think a lot of people definitely understand that Central American uh places are likely more openly corrupt than, yeah like el salvador uh, seems than, horrible than a lot of places but that was one of my always one of my objections when you would bring this up on the show about you know why people should move to one of these zedes is you can't trust the government to honor its agreement and and isn't this proof of that they're reneging on a decade-long experiment now at this point well um i would say that in fact what they're doing is uh going back to the drawing board one more time now, they've got all the politicians, many of which are reelected and voted on to put this in in the first place, to unanimously agree to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Do they all agree that it's bad for the same reason? Well, that's unlikely. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, can we get all 535 drunken sailors in Washington, D.C. to agree that something's bad for the same reason? This will come back because it's good legislation. And it allows more human freedom, and it will create more jobs. And basically, it needed a little, you know, they had to take the eraser, and they had to erase a part of it. And getting rid of part of it, um, they might as well get rid of all of it. And here's why. 
because the political party that put it in power is now out of power, put mm-hmm. it in uh, play is now out of power mm-hmm. and the other party's in. So they're going to put a new name on it. It's going to be like, instead of Obamacare, it'll be Trump care and bring it back in basically the same form. And that I believe is what's going to happen. But you're way more optimistic than the guy at Morazan city who is in, you know, he's in the thick of it. He's, he's invested. He's put in however many millions of dollars into this property. They're building it up. And you said that he was very concerned, very, um, woe is me that this is all going to come down. They're going to roll in tanks, take over his thing. But yet you're saying you think this whole thing is going to get reset and restarted. And what about the guy in Prospero? Have you talked to him? Uh, what is his perspective on this? Oh, everything's butterflies and uh, and and blue jays with that guy. Um, yeah, uh, Prospera. You know I they've got bombs one hundred fifty <laughs> million dollar. Yeah, they've got one hundred fifty million dollar offering out there, and they're raising money hand over fist. Uh, they've got the lawyers for this. Um, they're ready. They've they've hired hundreds of Hondurans. They've done hmm. everything that they were supposed to do with the legislation. I'm still not really sure if Mark is sure where the best place to go is, and I'm sure there are a lot of different options out there, but it does, it just doesn't seem to me uh, that 128 members of Congress in Honduras voting to abolish a thing is an indicator that the thing is going to come back, and, and that's what he was saying on the air just a few to moments me, ago. it sounds like the deep state of Honduras has been like absolutely no one can vote yes on this mm. like this is something we are deciding it's uh, i mean, i've never seen something get a, a unanimous thing in like a federal part of any it's country pretty rare unless it's yeah. like voting to go to war or something uh, like that yeah i i just can't it's think unusual. of anything seems like the deep state of the government was like we own all of you and if any of you vote for these zona economica Mm-hmm. I'm curious to how much like the politicians there get paid versus like say United States. The United States gets paid like ridiculous amounts of money. I can't imagine it's the same where same everywhere else. It's you know? probably a lot, at least compared to the average person. Yeah, it's probably less than what DC is making. But I, I'm completely speculating. I feel like I, I need to no do idea. some research about Honduras po- politicians and what their homes look like. You know, probably very nice. Okay, by comparison, I mean the politicians in. I mean if you look at. Venezuela, for instance, which is South America, but not far from from Honduras. Uh, if you look down there, yeah. I mean, the, those guys are fat and happy while their people are starving. Right. In a lot of mm-hmm. cases, are very very hungry. So I I hope Mark is right. I mean, I've always been of the opinion that I think competition is a good thing. I think New Hampshire was perfect uh, a perfect place for the Free State Project to choose because of how almost even. New Hampshire is with support from yeah the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Like Wyoming is way more was second place right, and it's way more right uh, leaning. So any like left wing wing quote unquote things that the uh, libertarians would want to pass might be harder. Really yeah. easy to pass all the right wing. New Hampshire is considered a purple state mm-hmm. in that way, and the thing is that you left out is there's actually the plurality of voters in New Hampshire are what are called undeclared voters. So we're it's not the majority right it's like the plurality so there are more undeclared voters than there are republicans and there are more undeclared voters than there are democrats and so those are the political that's the political power base in new hampshire if you want to win an election whether you're a republican or a democrat you cannot win by just the republicans going in and checking republican or the democrats going in and checking democrat you have to convince those undeclared voters to vote for you. I think another great thing about New Hampshire is how non-religious it is. Like I 
haven't met somebody from here who was like trying to push their religion on me. Yeah, it is one of the, I believe, what's considered the least churched of all states. And it just seems like people in like the South, they're... I feel like it'd be impossible to change the people's mind who already live there about certain issues just because they've been completely brainwashed that like it's part of their religion to Mm -hmm. believe in closed borders or whatever. Start with my ideas on that Disney thing. I I kind of picture that being a, oh no, don't throw me in the briar patch thing from Disney as Mm. they pawn off all their debt on the state. Yeah, this is this is actually really bad news for the, uh, the the Florida taxpayers. Specifically, I think it was Orange and Osceola counties. I don't remember the exact counties. That essentially there's a there's a chunk of the Disneyland that's in one county, and there's a chunk in in another county. And so, if this goes forward, and presumably DeSantis is going to sign this bill, because all the Republicans are all about their signaling. This is just Republican sign- conservative signaling here. Yeah, we're going to punish Disney for loving gay. Yeah, that's all this is. They're now going to punish the taxpayers, which we learned last night. What happens when they abolish this special economic zone is the taxpayers then have to take on all the assets and liabilities of the Disney property. So there's a billion dollars in liabilities on this property that the taxpayers are going to have to absorb to the tune of like $1,000 per household or something like that. So well, What's their motivation behind it, though? It's a signaling thing. It's like, oh, Disney bad. Disney, you know, they rape kids or something like that. I mean, that, they do, or, but know. that's not like they can solve the <laughs> raping on its own, not take all the land in another form of raping. There's no good guy in this situation, right? right? Like, right. Disney's not good. Uh, the state of Florida is not good. But this just does go to show that this is a criminal enterprise. The state of Florida, just like all states, are a criminal gang. And they will use violence. And they will renege on their agreements. And it took 50 years. But they finally went back and they said, oh, we're just going to undo this. Right. But what else, James, did you want to say about it? Well, that, that and uh, back to the Zeta that uh, Mark's talking about. The Honduras. I love the idea. Yeah, I love the idea, any of them, really, the idea. But I think the problem is we live in a world that's so encompassed now where they it's one of those deals where they can't let one person stand up because then mm-hmm. others might see it. And that's why and I yeah. think they that... They as in the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I think that it's bigger than what Mark thinks that it's just them. It's just in fashion for them to vote against the Zeta now. And when it comes back in fa- fashion, they'll vote for it again. I think that the the people behind the scenes were like, nope, we're going to get rid of this before it gets too big. Well, yeah. I mean, because as you pointed out, James, they don't want people to get any ideas. And what Mark said earlier was if there's enough people who vote, if 60% of the people in a given area vote to join the ZA, the special economic zone, with lower taxes, way less uh, business regulations and things like that, then they would just join the ZA. And then all of a sudden they'd be out from underneath the Honduran government. Obviously, they can't allow that. My friend worked at ESPN. We got to stay in a home, home away from home. It was a beautiful place. I bet it was. Wow. Every time we got back, there was always like a meal ready for us. It was really nice. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, now, look, I'm no fan of uh, of Disney. It's a it's a big mega corporation. They love government. There's no doubt about it. They're they're programming kids to love the state. Mm. Uh, I know, Bonnie, you used to uh, watch the Disney Channel at some point, and you 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 pointed Montana, out to me Montana, Montana. That there was some sort of, um, it was, I think it was after 9-11, they had this crazy pro-state propaganda show. Yeah, like every commercial break, you'd see one of your favorite actresses from one of the shows or actors 
uh, with a magic wand and they make the little Mickey Mouse head shape with mm-hmm. the magic wand like it's digital. And they say, you're watching Disney Channel. And it'd be like Miley, well, no, she wasn't a thing back then. It'd be like Hillary Duff or Tia and Tamara. And they'd be like, instead of doing that, they would be like, uh, I just want to take a minute to say that it's just a commercial kind of. That I'm really happy about the, or, you know, I'm really proud of our military. And oh, I'm happy about the things they're doing for us to keep us safe. And you know, it, it was so, it's so weird to watch it now. Because I remember it happening when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. it, that was just such normal stuff back then. It didn't stick out in my head as like a weird sure. thing. It's programming. Disney is not going to have an incentive to build better roads. They had an incentive right. to build better roads because they don't want their you know guests to get hurt or yep. that sort of thing. But when the government does it, geez, look at the bureaucracy you have to do, go through to get you know a tire fixed when you run over a pothole. Well, That's what we were saying yesterday. We are saying, I bet this is going to create uh, problems for Disney and it's not going to be a spotless anymore. And you're going to start seeing potholes at Disneyland. Yeah. They're still going to want the better roads because they still want their customers to have a good experience. They right. just won't be able to, at the drop of a hat, send a road crew out and right. fix something. Now right. they're going to have to go to the county commission and they're going to have to beg. Now you pointed out earlier, Joe, that they're going to try to get these guys in their pockets, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most easy way forward for them. But it's still going to be more of a fight. It's still going to be more difficult because then people People are going to be able to come out and complain. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there was an there was an example about this in the article from I don't know if it was WFTW, but one of the TV stations there in in uh, the, the, the that area. They pointed out that Universal, which does not have this deal, that's another theme park in the area. Apparently, they don't have the same deal as as Disney. So Universal needed a, an upgrade to the road going into the theme park, mm-hmm. and they had to go to the county and they had to beg for the. And of course, they got it because they're Universal, right? They're right. going to pay off whoever they need to. Right. But it was a huge controversy. It was a hundred and fifty million dollar road renewal project. What have things been like for you in the last uh, few weeks? There, and are you still in Kharkiv? Uh, no, I'm not still in Kharkiv. I moved a week ago. To oh. my parents' house. It's close close to Poland. Oh, okay. Uh, small town. Uh, things are quiet here. No, no, no shots. Uh, but only sometimes the sirens go off. Yeah. But no shots. In Kharkiv, actually, I moved because I was scared. Um, it may be some some like uh, you know Mariupol. Uh, they have like really bad situation there, like no surplus of food. That's mm-hmm. what they say on the news, and uh, so I've decided to move. Now you said that's what they but, say on the news. Do you believe what you're seeing on the news? Because as we understand it, and, and correct me if if we misheard this, uh, but what we heard was that the Ukrainian government has basically taken over all of the television uh, channels there. Is there any truth to that? Uh, Television channels? Like, yeah, we don't have any Russian channels here, I guess, and uh, they are blocking Russian uh, websites so that people don't read Russian news. But you still can read if you have VPN. Mm -hmm. You can read Russian news, so... Some people do that. I do believe there is a bad situation in Mariupol. I was not in there, but uh, probably that's true. Do you think it's true that the Russians are targeting uh, only military targets? Or are they going uh, and dropping bombs on residential areas and hurting uh, civilians? uh, civilians? 
I'm not sure if they are targeting civilians, but they are definitely uh, like uh, maybe they are missing mm-hmm. the military, but uh, definitely they killed a lot of civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, the life in Russia is even worse than is in Ukraine because the Russia looks it looks to me like Russia has even less freedom of speech than Ukraine does hmm. than Ukraine did before war. And um, I myself am an anarchist. So what it looks uh, to me now, it looks like uh, one criminal gang wants to take over another criminal gang. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, like, that's exactly. It. I. I I'm not uh, saying Ukraine is the best country to live in, and uh, I'm not saying any country is the best country to live in, right. because what I want, I want have to have no countries at all, no borders at all, no politics, no government, like um, no wars. That's what we like, and and you're yeah. absolutely right. These are two criminal enterprises that are fighting over territory, and obviously, yeah, you know, right. average people are going mm-hmm. to get crushed in uh, yeah. in in the in the fracas. I say no ruling classes, you know, it doesn't matter which direction it's coming from, either government or corporations. Now the rental stores are getting very, very hard to find. Uh, when was the last time you saw one? Um, There's actually one up in Lincoln. It's still open? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is it a blockbuster or something else? Uh, No, it just seems like an old, I think it's also like a cigar shop, right? So it's like a mixed place. Oh, uh, interesting. But they do have uh, rentals there so still. Yeah, like a well, decent selection. But then you got Redbox. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say the last one that I've seen have been Redbox. I'm That's not still counting around. that. Okay. I'm not counting that yeah. because I mean a, a store you can physically walk right, into. Right. right. Redbox is essentially a robot to replace the the old store. You might tend to find them sort of uh, near vacation spots or stuff like that. I don't know why. Just like maybe RVs are it more makes sense because you're that. not by where your uh, DVD collection is at home. You're yeah. on vacation, so maybe like, how many people even have DVD collections anymore? Well. well <laughs> This is what I'm know. saying is like if you have an RV, right? Mm-hmm. You're likely not having the expensive satellites. Yeah, you don't have a crazy that. internet. Connection, so you gotta have to yeah. go rent a, v, uh, a movie. That's a good and point. Yeah, that's the, usually that's where you're gonna see them. Uh, but otherwise, if you see them at all, yeah. And, uh, but you could also, you know, it's just as cheap as renting. You just go to like thrift stores and get them. Yeah, buy, buy them. Yeah, yeah. There mm-hmm. used to be one in Keene. Uh, we do the show from Keene, New Hampshire. I was over in the old Han- for the Hannaford Shopping Plaza. Okay. There's a company there called Bull Moose, yeah. which is a brand new media store. I was really actually surprised when the old video store went out of business. I figured that would be the end of uh, new media. We used to have a another like CD store, and that went out of business years ago. And there's only one blockbuster left, and that's not the chain. They bought the, they're like licensing the name from the person who bought the rights to the name blockbuster. So it's not in any way the original. I'm surprised blockbuster, blockbuster just went out of like business entirely because like, I was surprised that they didn't want to compete with like Netflix. They did. I know they did. They tried. They, they tried, but they failed. What yeah. I mean is like they, they should have been pumping it a little bit more. Well, I actually industry. had there. I actually, before I became a Netflix customer, I had the Blockbuster um, mailing plan. Yeah. They would mail you discs just yeah. like just like Netflix did. <laughs> and and the cool thing about it was you could actually take it into the Blockbuster store, right? And and like that way you'd have to wait on the mail. You could just go right back to the store and yeah. give it to them, and then get another disc right out of the store. Thank right, God right. there's torrenting because it's just so annoying when you want to watch something. And it, if we lived in the olden days, and you had to go. <laughs> <laughs> to the store, to look the store around. Look around. <laughs> See, Bonnie, yeah. that was part of the fun of no, going I to the video. No. I, I was a little kid and I did that, but yeah. as an adult, I think it would get so old. 
As a little kid, it was like, oh, my God, he's uh, he's going to, you know, our dad is going to take us to the video store. And right. There's all that candy we can look at. And but he'll buy. say it's too expensive to buy. <laughs> yeah. I remember like. Dad uh, was right. I remember like we forget to rewind it, but we're like, we still want to get a rental. So like I'm in the back seat winding it with my <laughs> oh, finger. Yeah. Like, oh, I hope we can get it done. But, oh, like we're walking God. around the store and winding it up <laughs> until we get to the register. Wow. <laughs> I do remember that too, having to put it on rewind, rewind. Yep. to yeah. be able to send it back. So, a bunch of dots just connected for me as far as regarding the Crypto 6. And I think that they actually gutted you guys at the right time that they did it. Okay. What do you mean? You're referring to the Crypto 6. That uh, is a raid that happened against uh, this yep. home, this studio, our friend Nobody's House, uh, Aria DeMezzo, our co-host, and some of our other friends here in New Hampshire, and six people were arrested, 6 a.m. raids in the middle of winter, and it was absolutely insane and completely unnecessarily violent. And now they're trying to put me and Aria and some other folks into a prison cell for some number of years. Uh, so that's the Crypto 6. You can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more. But you say that this was a, a timed attack? Yes, uh, very. Because DeFi did not start to pop off until about the late 20s, or 2020. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I think they concluded in their mind with whatever they were investigating you guys with that if you guys researched DeFi more thoroughly, you guys would probably be a lot bigger right now than without that raid. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I definitely feel like I missed uh, a huge opportunity. I mean, the uh, the whole ThorChain thing that you yep. mentioned really took off last year. And, of course, I've been under some serious uh, bail restrictions. The old way to exchange cryptocurrencies was you had to go to a centralized exchange. And you're talking about them, uh, Joe, being a bad place. They are a bad place to go yes. because they know who you are. They ID you. They yep. want to They get the know your customer information. Yeah, and if they want to lock your account down, they can do that. Yep. If they want to turn it over to the government, they can do that. Yep. And centralized exchanges are sort of the antithesis of cryptocurrency. Yep. Cryptocurrency was all about independence. Cryptocurrency yep. is supposed to be about you control your money. You're the only one that has the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. Right. And uh, when you when you turn your coins over to Coinbase or Binance or one of these other Kraken, one of these centralized exchanges, yeah. they have your keys. Yeah. They have your coins. Yeah. And that means you don't have control. Right. And so to well, have, even if you're pulling it off the exchange, they know it came from the exchange. It was in the exchange, sure. right? So, yeah, I mean, they can trace that from there, if, unless it's Monero, which then they don't know no, where it goes. I, they, I would say they can trace that, too. No, Monero is untraceable. I mean, well, they're, they're going to know to which address you ex- withdrew right, right, it. Right. But if it goes somewhere else, it goes from somewhere there, else they, they don't they're know. Not know. Right. Um, so you're still better off with Monero as far as privacy is, is yes, concerned. Yeah. Uh, but to uh, to be able to go to a place in this decentralized finance world and take Bitcoin and exchange it for Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Cash and trade it for uh, Ethereum or something like that, that has not been possible before ThorChain. And ThorChain allows you to do it without asking anyone's permission. You don't have to create an account. You don't. There's no place to put in an ID. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.